Welcome to the Filmed Live Musicals Podcast, a podcast about stage musicals that have been legally filmed and publicly distributed. The Filmed Live Musicals website contains information on nearly 200 musicals that have been captured live. Check it out at filmedlivemusicals.com. And now, on with the show. With over 40 years in show business, our guest this week is a theatrical triple threat and then some. Singer, actor, dancer, producer, entrepreneur, director, and author. She has performed around the world and on multiple Broadway shows, starting in 1976 with the African-American version of Guys and Dolls, and moving on to But Never Jam Today, the original production of Dreamgirls, Cats, Smokey Joe's Cafe, for which she received a Tony nomination for Best Featured Actress in a Musical, and Chicago. She has appeared in film and television in The Wiz, Third Watch, Smash, Nurse Jackie, and The Good Fight. She is the founder of several organizations that all seek to empower people to lead their best lives, including Leading Ladies Just for Teens, the B.B. Braxton the B. Braxton Exceptional Grooming for Exceptional Men in Harlem, and Act Two, Now What? She is also the author of The Little Black Book of Backstage Etiquette. Welcome to the Filmed Live Musicals podcast, Brenda Braxton. Hey, how are you? I'm very well. How are you today? I'm good. I'm good. Wonderful. So you have an amazing career and I feel almost guilty that we're going to focus on just two shows in that amazing career. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> but I wanted to start with When Hell Freezes Over I'll Skate. Yes. Uh, back in 1979 mm -hmm. with the Urban Arts Corps. Can you tell us a little bit about the Urban Arts Corps? Ah, the Urban Arts Corps, it's so funny. Uh, I, I started out as a dancer and I joined a couple of dance companies and through the dance companies, I met uh, other actors, like not dancers, but actors. And they kind of said, there's uh, Urban Arts Corps, there's this, this organization downtown called Urban Arts Corps. It's led by Vanette Carroll, who did your arms too short to box with God, don't bother me, I can't cope. And they need dancers. So back then you just said yes to everything. So it was down on 20th Street, and it was this little, little black box theater. I mean, really small. And we did But Never Jam Today, and we did a version of Alice in Wonderland with Debbie Allen and Alice Ghostly. And so a lot of original things came out of the Urban Arts Corps. And then Vinette got the idea that she wanted to do a show that was kind of based around all of the African-American poets. And we literally sat for hours and hours and hours just combing through all kinds of poetry and spoken word and just everything and music, original music, uh, uh, some spirituals, you know, well-known spirituals, things like that. And we came up with When Hell Freezes Over, I'll Skate. And it was, it was one of the best experiences I've had because as a dancer, it made me stretch into a whole nother, another field of knowing what the poetry was and, and putting dance to poetry and putting dance to music. And back then, either you were a singer or you were a dancer or you were an actor. And this gave us a chance to just pretty much put it all together. So it was, it was a lot of fun. So that opened at the Urban Arts Corps in early 1979, it, is that right? Yeah, I want to say 70, 78, 79, mm -hmm. because uh, I was there for a while. Yeah, it must have been, and I can't even remember because I did the Wiz movie too, and I can't remember if it was before the Wiz movie or after the Wiz movie, before Dream Girls. <laughs> it all mushes together after a while, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Do you remember when it was filmed? When Hell Freezes Over Our Skate was filmed? Oh, 
oh god trick questions oh, <laughs> <laughs> um i don't i just know it was a, a big deal because it was i believe it was at the mitzi newhouse theater and mm -hmm. um it was a big deal because at the urban arts core we just kind of put stuff together we put costumes together you know our own clothing and stuff like this but this was a big deal because they gave us costumes we had fittings and it was done like a real production and we had the band on stage so it was it was the first time that I had worked on on an off off Broadway show that actually had that kind of of uh, fanfare when we when we closed it down so and PBS. it was theater in America right that yes. filmed yes. the production yeah 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 way back and do you recall what the process was in the lead up to filming was this the show changed for television as it was uh, not so much. No, no, not so much because we didn't have, we didn't really have a set. Even when we did it down at the urban arts core, it was, it was pretty much the same. The only thing that changed was just kind of like the, the production values with the costumes and with the lighting and all of that. So it was great. Were you directed to perform it the same as you had on stage? Was it a different performance for film and and for the film for the cameras versus being on stage? Well, it didn't. It didn't really feel different because you know, as an editor, you know everything is done in the editing room. So we basically were able to perform the show with the different cameras, and then they did the the editing afterwards. So mm -hmm. we didn't have to. We didn't really, really have to worry about too many camera angles and all of that because they had everything there. And then they just put it all together. And we were really surprised, happily, pleasantly surprised. Because sometimes, and especially back then in the 70s, the, um, they were just really starting out doing those kinds of things, you know. So to, to be able to do a piece like that and have it really, really come off as a professional piece of theater that, that just happened to be filmed was really good. I was very proud of the work that we did. And I think they, they recorded it. We might have had three performances. And then from those three performances, they, you know, they edited it down to what we came up with. And they were all filmed with a live audience yes. in the theater? Yes, which was fun. That was a lot of fun. Absolutely. I love, I feel like the capture really is able to capture that uh, exchange of energy between mm -hmm. the audience and the, the performers. Absolutely. And you, you kind of marry the two together because a lot of times when you're doing film or television, you don't have an audience. And so you don't get that immediate feedback from the audience. And then when you're in front of a live audience, you don't have to worry about camera angles and what you can't do and can do. So putting them together was was really a great experience of having that immediate feedback of the audience laughing when they should and and applauding when they should you know it was really really great great experience so with the the whiz was before i think the whiz movie was before that i want to say before that that was a whole nother experience 400 dancers unbelievable wow. yeah <laughs> That must Just have been so thrilling. It was. It was. It was a lot of hard work. And it's so funny because I was re reminded the other day that because there were so many dancers, they um, they ended up having to change our contracts because we were doing like a lot of work. We were doing a lot of rehearsals and a lot of dancing and a lot of work. And originally we were hired just as, as kind of like background dancers and everything, but we were ending up putting in so many hours that 
we were like, mm, yeah, no, we've got to change this contract. <laughs> you know, yeah. we, we have to get more money. We've got to get our, our breaks. We have to get all of that. So we ended up, I think we, we, we ended up changing the whole way they did the ensemble performers, you know. Was when hell freezes over our skate equity? Yes. Yes, it was equity. I believe it was equity. Because we were all equity performers. So I Mm -hmm. can't imagine that they allowed us to not be compensated. God, it seems like so long ago. We're talking, (laughs) we're talking, what, if it was 77, that's, oh, Jesus. Well, I feel so old right now. (laughs) I I almost don't want to say, but I was born in 84 and I'm 35. (laughs) Why'd you do that to me? (laughs) Wow. Oh my God. Yeah. So yes, I, I realize I'm asking you to recall details from quite before from my lifetime. lifetime. Yes. Yes. Oh, wow. <gasps> it's so extraordinary when, when you think about now that equity is, um, tends to be quite reluctant. I know that is shifting, but there mm-hmm. was, there is a reluctance to film theater. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Was there a reluctance around when hell freezes over our skate or because it was a smaller show, it wasn't really on the radar. Yeah, I think because it was, we were, it was kind of groundbreaking. And so nobody really knew what the rules were for, mm. for an off-off-Broadway show like that and filming it and everything. So we were, we were groundbreakers. And I, I don't think it was that much of a problem. I do remember when, when they wanted to record uh, Jelly's Last Jam, we had more of a problem because... Um, well, Gregory was like, yeah, no, we're not recording it. We're not going to film it. And we I remember having a big meeting about it, and they ended up not recording it. And then I think they finally, well, they did it for the archives, of course, you know, for yeah, Lincoln Center for archives. For the Lincoln Center. Right. Yeah. But they wanted to do it almost like they did Smokey Joe's Cafe, bring in, the, you know, the audience and thing. And Gregory was like, nope, because you're not going to compensate us enough to have that kind of film done, filming done. And so because it was financial. It was also, yeah, it was, it was financial and it was also, again, it was groundbreaking. So they they did not have certain things in place as to how they were going to do it, you know? So mm. he was like, yeah, no, we're not going to do this. I was like, that's oh, really oh. interesting. So it wasn't from an artistic perspective that filming theater means it's not theater. It was purely no, financial. It was, it was more financial. Mm. Yeah. Even with Smokey Joe's, when they decided to to film it, we went through a lot as far as what kind of compensation, because you're talking a couple of different um, unions. You're talking equity after a little bit of SAG, you know, and it was it was in the very, very beginnings of, okay, you're going to record this and you're going to make money off of this. You're going to make a lot of money off of this. So how do the actors get compensated. And I still feel that it, it wasn't done properly, but we also wanted it to be archived in, in that kind of way because Smokey Joe's was one of the first jukebox shows and it was done so well that we really, really wanted it to be, you know, remembered in a certain way. So I think, I think now negotiations should go differently because people are making money off of it. I know that in Europe, they've been playing it. They've been playing it like all over the world and we don't really get anything for it. Mm. You know, we got a one-time fee and that was it. So, yeah. 
that 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 can't be fair. That's not fair. That's not right. Yeah, it is a very tricky balance that mm-hmm. the the financials make it so expensive to mm-hmm. be able, filming in the first place is very expensive, exactly. and then the residuals and how that works. And now with streaming, it's completely changed everything. Exactly. Because you can't control the number of times it's going to be streamed. Well, yeah. you can. There are, there are companies that are limiting the streams. That are doing that right, but, but still. Yeah. And bootleg. It, it's very tricky. Oh, that's crazy. Just <laughs> how many bootleg <laughs> versions of it, you know? So, yeah. but I'm glad I was able to do both of them. The, the Jelly's Last Jam and the, not Jelly's, but, um, when Hell Freezes Over no. and Smokey Joe's. Smokey Joe's. Did you watch really it fun. when it aired live on TV? The first when when Hell Freezes Over our skate. Did you watch it when it oh, aired? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Cause we we were like, how are they gonna do this? How are they gonna put it together? Because all we did was perform, you know? So then to see, oh my God, look at how they did that. So it was fun. And was it your first time seeing the show from the outside? Because yeah. when you're performing, you're just on stage you the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it was our first time. And to sit and watch it and to know the kind of work that we put into it, because it literally was hours and hours of just combing through poems, just Langston Hughes and all, all of those. And to see how we were able to put this original show together and then to actually perform it and be able to film it. That was, that was great. And work with, with Vinette. Vinette was an amazing woman. She really was. Such a trailblazer and absolutely important person in the history of, of women in theater and women on Broadway and particularly women of color. Yeah. And you don't really get to, you don't hear about her. She was the first African-American woman to direct a play. I believe, and to be nominated for a Tony, I think she was. Mm-hmm. So um, it would be nice for them to to do something in honor of her. Hmm. I, <laughs> I would love to. Actually, when Hell Freezes Over Our Skate, it's when I was re-watching it recently, mm-hmm. it's available on DVD for people mm-hmm. that want to go and look for it. Mm-hmm. So it's even more prescient today. Mm-hmm. And with Black Lives Matter and Absolutely. and everything that's happening in our world right now, I, it's a show I would love to see revived. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And and I watched it recently as well. And the song that Cleavant wrote, I Survive, it, if you listen to those lyrics, it's amazing. I mean, because he, he gives a whole history lesson in that song. I've survived. I, I'm a, 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 what is it? A, um, a cotton gin inventor. I'm the real McCoy, no water boy. You know, the, the lyrics are amazing. So it is very apropos for what's going on today of just being recognized for everything that, that we've contributed, you know? Let's, I hope uh, like Broadway HD or one of the bigger networks, Netflix picks up either that recording from 1979 or, um, invests in a new production. Doing a new one, yeah. Ooh, that that would so be fun important. too. Yeah, to do it. Well, now with COVID, God, oh Lord Jesus, how long? <laughs> what are we gonna do about anything nowadays? Well, but it's actually a perfect show for COVID because you could do it socially distanced because you it's your style and it's um, you you could have everyone kind of in a separate space, not you a big cast. I'm just saying. <laughs> You're right. And, and again, with editing, putting it all together would just be pretty easy. Hmm. Absolutely. 
What was the reaction to when Hell Freezes Over Us came? Oh, they loved it. They loved it. Yeah, because it it was it it was so theatrical, yet yet a, a teaching tool, you know, yet something that we were so proud of. We were really really proud of what we had done back then, and our audience, our uh, the 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 demographic that ended up being able to come see it and be proud of it. We were, we were happy to have been able to have an audience like that at Lincoln center, you know, even if it was in, in, in one of the smaller theaters, but still being able to do that was, it was great. It was a great. So was it remounted for at the, at Lincoln center for the filming or what was it a separate run that just they happened to film that run. No, we did a separate run down at the urban arts Corps, and Mm -hmm. then they decided they wanted to do it. So it it was remounted at the Mitzi new house, but with just minor kinds of changes because the urban arts Corps, we did everything. Almost everything was just bare, (laughs) a bare stage. And it's kind (laughs) of, kind of picture yourself, (laughs) you know, but, um, but yeah, so so it filled up a different type of space, but it was still very, very much a bare stage. And we we just, as the performers, made the little different sections and different feels and the changes in lighting, because we didn't have a lot of lighting down at the Urban Arts Coast. So Vanette was able to do a lot more with the lighting and, and um, you know, uh, sectioning places that that really made you feel a little more intimate on one part of the stage or, you know, Mm. that we couldn't really do at the urban arts core, but it was still, still kind of bare. The stage was bare, you know. Uh, I'm ashamed that I don't know this, but does the urban arts core, does that theater still exist? No, it's gone. Yeah. Mm. It's been gone for a while. It's a shame that the show couldn't be recorded there because yeah. that is such an important part of New York's history too. Absolutely. And, and American theater history. It's a shame that that space couldn't be it's captured gone. on film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if we did, if we were able to film anything in that space because it was literally such a small, narrow space. <laughs> literally so small. A tiny black box. <laughs> yeah, really, a black box. And it's yeah. like... Everything is just right there. You know, you turn, oh, that's the dressing room. Oh, you turn again. Oh, that's the audience. <laughs> oh, there you are. <laughs> then you're in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. Please do not flash during the show. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. When you filmed at Lincoln Center, mm-hmm. how many cameras were in the setup? I want to say we had at least four cameras because we had two main cameras and then we had uh, uh, cameras that were movable. Um, mm-hmm. I'm trying to think, trying to think if they had those body cameras where you just, you could move and just, but I'm, I might be getting it mixed up with <laughs> something else. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but they had, it was it was good. It was a, an interesting experience from what I remember. <laughs> okay, so let's fast forward to mm-hmm. Smokey Joe's Cafe, yeah. which opened in 1995 mm-hmm. and ran for five years. Mm-hmm. And then the final performance was filmed. Is that right? Yes. the final. I believe the final two performances were filmed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the funny story goes with that. So we were, most of the originals were still there, 
by the time we we were leaving, well, by the time the show was closing. And (laughs) we were so ready to go. We were so tired and just so ready to go. And for the whole time, (laughs) once we found out we were filming it, I was like, fine, let's get it filmed. Fine, let's do it. I'm so sick and tired of this. And and they were like, oh, you're going to miss this. And I was like, no, I'm not. I'm ready to get out of here. I'm sick of all of y'all, right? (laughs) I never want to see a red feather boa ever again. again. (laughs) Ever, ever, ever. Shimmy dress, no. I don't want to see you shimmying the lead. No. So the day of the first, <laughs> the first performance, I start, here's a picture of the neighborhood. And I could barely get it out. I was so emotional. They laughed at me so hard. They were like, oh, so you wanted out. You wanted to leave. You wanted, you're tired of us. <laughs> I was like, leave me alone. I don't care. (laughs) It was so emotional to realize, oh my God, I've spent five years with these people, like on the road, you know, we were in Chicago, we were in LA and this is the end of it. Oh my God. They laughed at me so hard. I am. I'm always the crier on the last oh, night of a show. Yes, I, yep. Yeah. You get yes. so emotional. It becomes a part of your your soul because it's family. You know, if you mm-hmm. spend and if you spend any more than a year with a cast, it's family. You argue. You you might have seen babies born. You deaths in the family. You know, all just all kinds of stuff. And by then. Patty, Patty wasn't with us. Patty Darcy Jones. She didn't do the, the, um, the, the last final videos with us and Michael Park had left already. And so we had had a couple of the so-called white guys and, you know, a couple of patties, but we still had, it was myself, Victor Trent Cook, um, uh, BJ, Adrian, Kennard, Fred, Delee. So it was still the majority of us were still there. And it was like, oh my goodness, <gasps> we're done. We're not going to see these people eight times a week anymore. Uh, anymore. I still see them. We still get on each other's nerves, you know, <laughs> <laughs> because we are family. But, um, but, but being in that space and every night just dealing with the, you know, prayer circle before the show, stuff like that was just going to be gone. But the audience, oh my God, the audience went wild. You can see it on the recording, the standing ovations and people (gasps) calling out from the audience. Yeah, yeah. It it was quite an experience. And, And as I said in the beginning, we broke ground on so many levels with Smokey Joe's Cafe. We had one one time where they wanted us to sing the national anthem for one of the ball games, but it was like really, really close to showtime. They ended up, we sang the national anthem. They had, the, the audience was at the theater and they videoed us singing the national anthem. And then as the audience was sitting there, they watched us get into the limousines and, and drive back to the theater. And they caught us coming into the theater and the audience went wild. So we started the show a little late because they were watching us sing the anthem and come into the theater. And then we started the show. Then 
they lost their minds. It was an amazing, I'm getting chills thinking about it right now. (laughs) It is racing thinking about the adrenaline of going from one to the other and being show ready and yep. and just oh just my gosh. the audience because the audience watched the whole thing and they had and us so they coming in, it in the theater in the theater yep and they had us coming into the audience and then going backstage and the, it was it was amazing that is my heart <laughs> is racing <laughs> of that and navigating yeah. your traffic and limits yes we had i believe we had um i want to say we had a police escort because we had to get through traffic in order to get to, because I, I remember, I remember, I want to say sirens or something, but it was, it was amazing. We sang a lot of the, the, the ball games, the, the anthems for the ball games. Yeah. Okay. I need to find video of that. That I is know. amazing. <laughs> I know. I know. Do you yeah. who was, which game was it? Oh God. I don't know. <laughs> Sports. It was a sports team. <laughs> who, who pitched? I don't know. <laughs> I didn't know either. I just I want to find the video of you singing the anthem. I'm sure yeah. I can find it. That's that's going to be a deep dive for me. Yes. <laughs> if you do, let me know because it was so much. Oh, fun. I, absolutely. I will send it to you. Yeah. And then the the Tony Awards too. They had the guys do on Broadway for the Tony Awards, and they had them outside coming into the theater. Oh my God! It was that night was bittersweet though. That night was a little bittersweet because we didn't get to perform. None of us, the, the um, and three of us were, three of us, one, two, four of us were nominated and we didn't get to perform. The only performance you saw was the, the opening with the guys coming in on Broadway. We were supposed to perform Woman and we were literally backstage getting ready to go on to perform women, Woman and they said, oh, we got to cut you. And we were like, what do you mean you have to cut us? We three of us who are getting ready to sing are nominated for Tony awards. And they were like, we don't have enough time. We got to cut you. We were in costume and everything. Oh, it was ugly. It was ugly after the show. Our producers. Devastating. Yeah. I I imagine they were fuming. They were fuming. Yeah. And then once, once they cut us, then we had to go and sit back into, in the audience and wait for them to say, and the nominees, for, 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 and sit there knowing that we didn't even get to perform or do anything. Yeah, it was ugly. That's devastating. And the, I know. I mean, the show ran for five years, so it didn't mm-hmm. exactly suffer. But the, the, the boost that in ticket that sales got, that shows exactly. get from performing at the Tony Awards, it's, exactly. it's, I mean, not free advertising, but it's inverted covers free advertising yeah, for the show. Yeah. And it's you know, this is why I'm I'm so passionate about filming theater mm-hmm. is that it gives a chance for people who aren't in New York or who can't afford yeah. to get to the theater or who for whatever reason are limited and cannot get to the theater. Right. The Tonys is like the one night of the year when Absolutely. people get to see Broadway. Absolutely. The best of I'm Broadway. very curious what exactly. Yeah. I'm very curious what will happen this year with the new uh, Well, they're the trying to ceremony. still do it because I'm a Tony voter now. So my last year was my first year. And then this year, I only got to see a couple of shows before we went into lockdown. But they're trying to do some sort of Tony uh, broadcast something. So they told us to stay stay in touch. And literally, literally today, I got something saying, okay, give give us your address, your present address. And, you know, so... Mm. 
we'll see what happens. It was so much fun last year. Oh my God. Oh, I got to see every single show, got to go to the Tony Awards. Oh, it was amazing. It was amazing. I, my very first show in New York uh, was 2008. I, I grew up in Australia. so I was at the accent. Was... I was going to ask you, what, <laughs> what is that? It's a little bit of everything. You know, uh, <laughs> I've been here for almost 10 years now, so it's my Australian accent is not very strong. Uh, but my very first show in New York City was the 2008 Tony Awards. Oh, my goodness. And it... I sat in the very back row of Radio City Hall uh-huh. and uh, watched Jerry Herman get his Lifetime Achievement Award oh, and Patti Lapone wow. won her Tony. Like, it was... Wow. Oh, Amazing. Was, yeah. Yeah. It, it was it made this world that I had grown up listening to on mm-hmm. cast albums and mm-hmm. watching videos. I grew up watching Into the Woods on VHS. And, oh. <laughs> and the, was, it was real. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's quite, it's quite a ceremony and just everything up to it is just, is, it's amazing. It it is theater. It really is. It's Broadway. It is Broadway. And it's so unfortunate that the performers from this season are not going to get to really experience that. They're not going to get to get, have that whole experience. And just a couple of shows that I saw, like I, I did get to see Tina Turner, you know, that, and I'm like, to have done all of that and now not have a chance to to reap the benefits in this way, you know? Yeah. It's and crazy. the shows that didn't get to open yet. To like open, yes. And six, like six was hours from curtain. I know. When the shutdown happened, they were I open, know. due to open on March 12th and then the shutdown. This is doubtful. All of those. Yep. All of those. And now someone said to me, some of those kids that were going to be in Mrs. Doubtfire, they're going to be too old and too big to even play some of these roles <laughs> if they decide to bring it back, you know, to really try and do it. So what's going to happen? You know? Yeah. It's, it's, so it's incredible times that we're living in. What Absolutely. What is Broadway going to look like when we come back? Yeah. Who, how many people are going to be allowed in the theater? What shows are going yeah. to reopen? And as it is, they're saying they're not going to do anything until next year. So mm. that's a long time. Yeah. That's a you can't you you can't really take class. You can't, you know, you're trying to keep everything lubricated and and <laughs> ready for that next one, but yeah. next year they're talking 2021. So Yeah. It's it's crazy. Crazy yeah. scary. It's and it's unprecedented. This yeah. this shut Broadway has never been shut down for this long ever. ever. Ever, yeah. ever, ever, ever. And it's 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 like a ghost town down there too. You mm. know, it's it's so sad. It's so sad. But I'm a great believer that everything happens for a reason. You know, because I also feel like Broadway was getting out of hand as far as ticket prices, as far as I mean, everything. It was just getting out of hand. And we we also often said Broadway wasn't making stars anymore. They were just plugging names in. You know, pl- to see how much money they could make with this name, this star name. This, they didn't. They weren't making stars anymore. Broadway used to make stars, you know. But um, who knows? Maybe they'll go back to that now. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. And I, I really hope that, as we were talking about before, like the movements that are happening during shutdown, like mm-hmm. Black Lives Matter and mm-hmm. um, uh, Me Too, mm-hmm. that. That that I, I hope difference. that this is an opportunity for 
the producers and mm-hmm. the companies to sit back and say the way things were running was mm-hmm. not equitable equitable it wasn't fair yep. it was very discriminatory yeah how Absolutely. can we make how can we truly make theater more accessible yeah yeah and and more the egalitarian place that it claims to be yeah yeah so we'll see we'll see we shall see yeah. so let's switch back to smoky joe's cafe uh-huh when did you find out that it was going to be filmed um it all happened pretty fast. I would say like maybe a couple of weeks. And, and the thing that took the most time was the contracts and the fact of, okay, you want to record this. We know we have an amazing show and we know that it could make money as a DVD. So how do we get compensated for this? And we ended up as a cast having to get our own attorney and um, negotiate our own terms and things like that. And again, I still say, because it was so early on in the process of filming Broadway shows, um, I'm not sure we made the best deal, but Mm. it, it still put us in, in a position of folks know us, you know, we're, we're like history makers in a sense. When, when people see us, I know when people see me, they know me as Brenda the Boa girl, you know, the Boa woman, the, the woman with the Boa, you know, all over the place. Like I was doing a cruise ship right before all of this happened too. And the people from all over, when when I did my cabaret on the ship, they knew what Smokey Joe's Cafe was. You know what I mean? Because of the DVD and the DVD is all over the place and mm-hmm. YouTube and, and all of that. So people people knew who I was from that. And I feel like, uh, as you were saying, people in different countries or different cities or state, whatever, would not have gotten to really see that, that kind of performance of Smokey Joe's Cafe if it were not filmed, you know? So you have six in one hand, half a dozen in the other. You don't want to feel like you're being exploited, but you know that it's a good thing because people get to see this wonderful body of work, you know? So it, it went pretty fast. I think the negotiating was the thing that really held it up mostly. That so. must've been a whirlwind. The final few weeks of the show, you're, mm-hmm. you know, you're getting ready to wrap up. You're, you're emotionally preparing for that yeah. and then negotiating with a lawyer and equity yeah. and all the no, different uh, unions. Also one of the sad things was we were still doing pretty good work. I mean, pretty good houses and from mm-hmm. what I understand, they wanted our theater for the next show coming in, which was supposed to be this big wild party was the show. And they just thought wild <laughs> party was going to be this amazing thing and they needed our theater. So I, someone told me that we were still at at least 70%. Our house was still at, and that's, that's pretty good. Yeah. So um, most of us would have st- stayed on. We were tired, but we would have stayed on, <laughs> you know, t- taking our vacation and come back. And, but they mm-hmm. were like, Nope. We're closing it down. So we were like, wow. Okay. So that was another reason why we were like, okay, well, we'll get a chance to archive this and and have it out here at least. Mm. Had it already been filmed for Lincoln Center for the archives? I believe so. I believe so. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 I think it's in, because they do that pretty, pretty early on so that they can get original people, you know? Yeah. Did you... 
I, I know I asked this question with um, when Hell Freezes Over Our Skate, but did mm-hmm. you have to change any aspects of the performance for no. the cameras? No, Mm-mm. no, they just, they were just there. Whatever we did, they were right there filming it. So, yeah, I mean, we had our rehearsals, so we knew where they were going to be. They knew where mm-hmm. we were going to be. And I think that's what I'm thinking about the cameraman who had the, the body camera. Because yeah. they were all over the place, you know? And um, mm. so we rehearsed it. I want to say we rehearsed it maybe for a week just to, so that everyone knew where everyone was going to be. And then they edited it and it came out to be really, really cool. Oh, it's really a gorgeous good. capture. Yeah. Yeah. As an actor who has worked in film and TV mm-hmm. and in theater, the capture, like the performances read so beautifully on screen. Mm-hmm. but acting for camera is very different for acting on stage. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. how, do, why do you think it captures so well? What is different about filming a stage show that means you don't have to act like you're acting for camera? Um, well, there, there's just that, that bigness being able to, and, and it, it's just being able to be fully present you know what I mean? For camera and camera, yes, they catch your angles. Like when, when I do shoot the good fight, for instance, and as a Broadway performer, I had to really be conscious of not being like this, you know, <laughs> even with the little things that I say of really, really <laughs> having to pull it in. But the beauty of filming for Broadway is that you can just be your full self. Your, you can be your, your full body self. You can be your full voice self. You can, you know, and it's up to the film crew to capture that the way it needs to be captured. You don't literally, you, you literally don't have to pull it in and be aware of what you're doing. You can just be, you know, and, and I'm not sure. I used to think, oh, I love theater because I can be that way. Uh, but now having done, um, getting ready to do the third season for me personally of the good fight. It's a different kind of um, pleasure that I'm getting from having to adjust my way of acting. And, and and for me, it's late in life to be doing television because I'm already in my sixties trying to make this move to TV and, you know, having been big all my life. (laughs) So it's like, okay. And I watch, I watch Audra and I watch um, Christine because they're theater people, you know, they are theater people. And I watch Mm -hmm. how they have, they, they have, oh my God, they're amazing. They have, they have just, they've honed it to a point of, wow, I hope I can come off that way because it still has that energy of being on Broadway, it still has that kind of energy, but just not a big energy, you know? So I'm having a ball with having to now do this, this whole shift of, okay, how do I get this across their intensity to, I had a great, I had a great scene in this last um, season and I, I was sitting there going, oh my God, I know this is good. I'm doing good work right now. <laughs> you know? A little pat on the back for yes. me. Yes. <laughs> How often can you really make a shift into another genre, another work way of working and go, oh, I 
feel good about this. I hope it's really coming off good. Well, and mm. but the energy and the intensity, I hope it's coming off that way. And it was. I was very proud of it. And even the, the I like Kush Kush Jumble came to and she said, That was really good. And I was like, Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness, that set must be amazing. It is. All of, all of you amazing women who oh had incredible careers in all different yeah. areas. Yeah. Oh my goodness. In that one space, it, it's electrical. It's electric, electrifying. It really is. Sitting around the co- conference table with all of them. I remember my oh, first time. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. And of course, my my very very first scene in in season three was around the table with Delroy Lindo and all of them, and it, it was an arguing scene. And I was like, "Oh, I'm so glad it was an arguing scene because if I had to literally do my, a, <laughs> a separate scene, I was just learning how to pull it in, and, you know." Oh, but it was good. <laughs> oh, that's so thrilling! I love it. <laughs> Just a couple more questions uh-huh. on um, Smokey Joe's Cafe. Mm-hmm. You mentioned that there was a person with a body camera mm-hmm. that was on the stage. There mm-hmm. was a crane in the uh-huh. theater. Uh-huh. Or, yeah. It was a big crane. And, and then there was a station, the stationary camera all the way in the back from what I what, what I remember. So they had the stationary, mm-hmm. they had the crane, and then they had, I think they had two guys with the body camera so they can get from either side. It was so exciting. That must have been a crazy rehearsal that like, you know, you're so used to moving in a certain way after five years of doing the show Mm -hmm. and now you're adding extra moving bodies. Uh, And I know it's like such a well-oiled machine backstage. Yes, but it normally it everything was choreographed. You know what I mean? So the cameramen were choreographed so that they knew, oh, they're backing up now. So they would back up with us. And, you know, it was it was it was quite something. It really, so was really it was. you had one or two rehearsals with the cameras? I want to say we had a couple mm. because it, because the show is just so everywhere, you know, and moving so, set pieces and yeah, curtains and- yeah, <laughs> and the, the the band that came downstage and went mm-hmm. backstage. So I want to say we had maybe four or five rehearsals. Oh wow! Yeah, I want to say that because they really wanted to to capture it. You know, so it was fun. That must have been exhausting. But I'm assuming rehearsing during the day and then yeah, but still exciting, night. still so yeah. exciting because we didn't know what to expect either. Once you get the audience in there, and you know, uh, it, it it was really good. I'm glad we were able to do it. Looking back, and you watched. The- you clearly watched Smokey Joe's Cafe after it was filmed. When it I did. Uh, I don't think we got to see it until it was finished. So I don't think we did like a special viewing of it or anything. I, I can't even remember that. But to see ourselves, I was like, oh, my God, this is going to be forever. And yeah. I'm proud of it. I'm very, very proud of it because it was a special I- show. I'm so thankful that it's available to us because yeah. I, you know, I was still living in Sydney, Australia when wow. it was on Broadway. It was a long yeah. time before I came to New York. I, you know, I wouldn't have been able to see it if it right. hadn't been recorded. Wow. Mm-hmm. So coming toward the end, mm-hmm. I have a series of quick questions for you. Okay. 
the the rules are if there are rules <laughs> don't think about it too much there's no mm -hmm. right or wrong answer and okay. just sort of answer as quickly as you can okay so do you have a favorite musical chicago other than smoky joe's <laughs> yes chicago <laughs> yeah. yeah can i ask why it's your favorite well it's my favorite visually because it's just stunning It's my favorite to do because, again, as a dancer, I was able to sing, dance, act, do a little comedy and be sexy and, and funny. So that and the, the 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 company that I was in in the beginning that went out right after the movie was I felt like it was my company. I was able to do that. And yet I was able to come back mm -hmm. to Broadway. And that was my company. And we had an amazing time because. Uh, I was in the show when Barack Obama was was nominated and, and the presidential, all of that was going on. And our theater was just buzzing. Just bu It was so funny. My, they knew how much I loved Barack. And they would tease me. They would bring me pictures of him. Um, my <laughs> stage manager, David Heislip, God, I love him. He brought me... <laughs> He brought me a picture of Barack with his signature saying, Brenda, I love you. Thank you so much. <laughs> But it was supposedly from Barack Obama, you know, love Barack. <laughs> But it was such an electrifying time. And then I was also there when they started to like plug in different other actors. So I was able to do the show with Rita Wilson, you know, Tom Hanks' wife and Usher and all those people, which brought a whole nother kind of excitement to it. So it, it was my favorite on, on many levels. Yeah. It's, it's also one of my personal favorite shows. Mm -hmm. yeah. Oh, it's just, that score is so glorious. It's amazing. Um, and, and watching one of my, I have several Roxy's that I love, but one of my favorite is Charlotte Demois. Oh my God. We had so much fun. And I've done it with BB too. BB actually did Roxy while I was doing Velma. I was a nervous wreck because it's BB <laughs> Newworth, right? But we have since become really good friends. But doing it with, with Charlotte Dembois and watching her do, um, the, the Roxy number with the boys and everything, because she would ad lib, I mean, brilliant ad-lib, but she had one night that she was just going on and on and ad-libbing and she went out into the audience and was messing with the audience and everything, but she went to run and jump back on the stage and miscalculate. Oh no. <laughs> she, she miscalculated and just went bam right into the stage and ended up crawling, like crawling rolling back onto the stage and she just laid there for a minute while the music was dun 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 dun, dun, dun. and we, <laughs> we were backstage laughing so hard but she got back up and she finished the number but I love her so much for that <laughs> but she Chicago is a show that I would love uh, I have a dream of box sets that I want <laughs> Big show. Well, I want every show to be filmed with every cast, and I want a box set. So I want the box set with you and Baby, and, uh -huh. <laughs> and you know, every, every person that's ever played Roxy and Belle. Right, right. I, I want every version filmed, and I want that night. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. I have fun I with Belle. Does not want that night on camera. But. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, I have fun with with BB too. I I used to eat Tootsie Rolls all the time, little <laughs> mini Tootsie Rolls, 
And one night I came out and I'm getting ready to do um, uh, uh, I Can't Do It Alone. And BB is sitting there as Roxy. And she had like a Tootsie Roll earring. And I was like, <laughs> I can't believe you got that on your ear right now. Oh, so much fun. So much fun. Yeah. I love that. Oh, I don't know if I could keep a straight face. I know. I know. But it was For fun. professional. Got it. Do you have a favorite filmed live musical? Um, oh, no, I don't. Because I haven't seen Hamilton yet. So I'm sure that'll be my favorite. <laughs> Not sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is something I ask all my guests. Mm -hmm. If uh, filmed life theater, it's it's not exactly theater and it's not exactly film. What mm -hmm. should we call it? Oh God, I don't know. I think that's a good a good name for it, though, because don't they already have Broadway Live? Yeah. So there's a, yeah, there's so many like there's so many different call it captures or. Um, mm -hmm transmission or mm -hmm. live in HD or, you know, there's right. various ones for it, but yeah. I think we, there's no sort of set name for it. And right. people still don't, amazingly, people still don't know what this is. Right. Right. And there's so much resistance to it because I don't think we've named it yet, but it, <laughs> I'm very curious. <laughs> we, we very briefly touched on bootlegs earlier. Mm -hmm. what, what do you think about bootlegs? You know, that's interesting because while of course, financially, that's that's hard for us because it's our image and we should be compensated for it. But again, like you were saying, there's so many people that we don't even realize can't afford to buy a DVD or to get a DVD or to. So I don't know. I, I hate that it's bootlegged and the, the people who are on the bootleg are not compensated. But I, I feel for people who would never, like you said, never have gotten to see anything or to experience a Broadway show or so I'm kind of on the fence. Yeah. What do you wish had been filmed? I do wish that, that jellies had been filmed. Jelly's last jam had been filmed. Mm. Someone had a, a little snippet of uh, one of the scenes that I had done. They just put it up on Facebook and I was like, wow, yes, that was really a good show. And I wish it had been filmed too, because Gregory's not with us anymore and watching Gregory and Savion, dance together was just amazing in rehearsals, just watching the two of them, you know, old school versus new school. And they were both beasts at what they did. And it's unfortunate that we did not get to capture, like really capture that. Yeah. It's the, mm -hmm. you, you do have Lincoln center and all of that, but still, if they had done it, like they did a Smokey Joe's cafe, it would have just been so much fun. Going forward, what would you like to see filmed in the future? Ooh, good questions, my God. <laughs> I don't know. Wow. I think I would like to do Chicago and, ha and, and have a film of myself doing Chicago. Um, I'll second that. <laughs> yeah, I would, <laughs> I would like that to happen, definitely. Who who would you cast as your Roxy? Ooh, that's a hard one because Bianca Marroquin, <laughs> I love Bianca Marroquin. She was one of my best, best, good, 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 good girlfriends. And I watched her grow in the role. But as I said, I also, I love doing it with 
Charlotte Dembois because there was a, a kind of natural um, synergy between the two of us. And I think age-wise, uh, comedic ability-wise, the naturalness of how she delivers lines. And I, I, I love the fact that she does not take herself too seriously. There were times when she would come on stage and I would just, the, the, our first scene, and I'd be like, hey, you, get out of my chair. And she would just be, her wig would be all askew sometimes. And it's just, her lash would be weird. And she would just look up, and me, look up to me and just go, what? How, oh. But just the naturalness of, <laughs> and I'd be like, get out of my chair. And she'd be like, oh, 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 Mikel- oh I'm sorry. And, and it, was just, it, it was just so natural, she and I. Really, really natural. Okay, I, am, I second this. I, we're going to write to the producers of Chicago and yes. beg, please. Get it done. <laughs> back, Brenda Baxter. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any upcoming projects that we can look out for? Um, actually, tomorrow I'm doing Stars in the House with Seth Rudetsky. And we have some of the original people from Smokey Joe's Cafe. So that's at 8 o'clock on YouTube, Stars in the House. Um, what else? Uh, of course, you can see The Good Fight, all seasons now, which is, that show is amazing. Uh, what else? What else? I think that's pretty much it right now because COVID has just, just stopped everything in its tracks. You know, I was going to, I don't know if you know, I I had a barbershop back in, I opened it in 2006. It was called B. Braxton's Exceptional Grooming for Exceptional Men. And we were trying to do that again here in Harlem because uh, uh, Marriott is going up and it's a whole project that they're doing with the Apollo Theater, mm-hmm. Dance Theater Harlem, and it was a whole project. And in the retail space, I was going to re- reopen my B. Braxton's, but now even that has blown up because rents are who can afford rents now and it's it's just crazy but we're thinking maybe next year we still might try and do that we're still in talks with it but everything is just up in the air yeah in the meantime uh listeners can watch brenda on stars in the house there's several episodes yeah i'm hoping that seth will let me do a few more especially with the whole theme of act two because that's my my theme is act two what 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 are people doing now in the second act of this whole thing of their life their career or whatever and it when i started uh, act two was mainly for women over 50 trying to figure out okay what's next i know i have all of this knowledge with some of the stuff that i'm doing what do I do now? Or performers who are in that second act of, okay, I can't do a split. I can't do kick high kicks. I can't do, where do I go now? What do I do? Do I now start doing television more? Which I'm very happy to have, you know, latched on to the good fight because we will be filming season five. I'm, I'm thinking season five in the fall, but not everyone has been able to make that transition. So act two now, what was about that. And I'm hoping that Seth will let me, you know, continue doing something like that. I hope so. And the guests that you've brought on have been so much fun. It's so wonderful to hear all your stories and behind the scenes. It's, it's wonderful. When Anne Ranking said she would come on, I was like, are you sure? Really? (laughs) And I've had BB on and Valerie Pettifor and, you know, just really good people. 
good people. So I hope he, he allows me to continue that. Uh, I hope so too. <laughs> Brenda, thank you so much for your time today. It has been so much fun chatting with you. Absolutely. And we have to stay in touch and all of that. Oh, yes, please. Yes, yes. <laughs> okay. Thank you so much. Absolutely. All right. Bye. Filmed Live Musicals is a labor of love, and we'd like to thank everyone who makes it possible. Thank you to our patrons, Josh Brandon, Mercedes Esteban, Jesse Rabinowitz and Brenda Goodman, Al Monaco, David and Catherine Rabinowitz, and Beck Twist for your support. If you'd like to support Filmed Live Musicals, please like and review on your podcast app. Find us on Twitter at Musicals on Screen and on Facebook at Filmed Live Musicals. If you'd like to support the site financially, you can find us at patreon.com forward slash musicals on screen. No matter what level you're able to pledge, you'll receive early access to written content and early access to this very podcast. Visit www.filmedlivemusicals.com to learn more. Thanks for listening.